0: This show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about this show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. It's The Undercover. Bringing you the best in hand combat coverage with feature interviews, major events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. And now here they are, always in your corner. Brad, Marv, and Jimmy.
1: Good Wednesday to everybody. It's episode one forty. We got a very special guest in studio no, it's with not. us. I'm sorry, 240. Yeah. It's episode 240. I was going to say
0: 140. Damn, we moved
1: back. <laughs> episode 240. We got a very special guest that we'll be getting to here in just one second. He has an event happening at the Dearborn uh, Performing Arts Center. It's this uh, June 25th, and we'll, we'll talk about him. And then we got a new ring girl in here, Jordan, who uh, just. Uh, Foreshadow that <laughs> if she stands, there is quite the shadow. A very tall ring girl.
0: <laughs> very so, tall.
1: Yeah. So we're going to be talking to her in a little bit. But we got to start off with Ward Kovalev. Um, people have been messaging me about my opinions on it, whether it was a low blow, all that. So I like to get that out of the way so I can just tell them to listen to the podcast. <laughs> so shut up. Right. Let's shut up, people. Podcast. Listen to the podcast and you'll get exactly what I think of it. So not. The fight I thought it would be, Uh, right off the bat, Kovalev looked not right for some reason. Um, And if I may say so, Andre Ward, who now has to be my pound-for-pound champion because I said whoever won this would be, Mm -hmm. his style is just not good for boxing, Wait, um, he might be a very technical Max, boxer.
2: Max, am, am, am I your number one pound for pound fighter now? Can I have right? It he that had list? to ask
1: it too. So I mean, of course he's going to be, um, you know. But uh, Andre Ward was able to minimize damage by Sergey Kovalev, and his body work on Sergey eventually added up. And I actually had—I I pulled up my scorecard here. I actually had Andre Ward up by one round. Uh, 67, 66, going into the eighth. Uh, they were tough rounds to score. Uh, first round I gave to Ward, then the next two to Kovalov, then the next two to Ward, then one to Kovalov, and then the, the uh, seventh round to uh, Ward. The issues I do have, was, we'll go pros cons really quick of the fight. Pros, um, it did look like Andre Ward was pulling away from Sergey Kovalev. Um, that I can say that. I think even if the ref does not stop the fight, Sergey Kovalev might have been in trouble or at minimum was not going to get ahead on the scorecards to win the fight. So I don't think there's any reason to see a third fight between uh, these two fighters. It's just one of those things that some fighters fight people that make them look bad. And I think this is the case with Sergey Kovalev. Um, I'd rather see Kovalev versus Adonna Stevenson. I'd rather see Andre Ward versus Adonna Stevenson. So I think it's safe to move away. Um, besides that, uh, you know, just his style is so ugly, Andre Ward, that I don't know if when he's gone we're going to miss him or talk about him as one of the greats, no matter what his record is. Floyd Mayweather had a very distinct advantage of just being magical defensive. He almost looked like he was in the matrix as he would dodge and then, and then punch. Wards is very much clenching, holding, getting to reset, getting the punch off, holding reset. And, you know, for some reason it looked more magical when Mayweather used to do it because Mayweather would sit there and trade in the pocket and you can't get mad at Andre Ward. It's find a way to win be successful in the sport. But if he was to not clinch, just stand toe to toe with Kovalov, obviously Kovalov would win. But Andre Ward knows boxing, comes from a huge boxing background, and he wins the way he wants to win. Um, Sergey Kovalov is going to be okay. He, he will have an exciting career. He wants to kill the guy in the ring. And that's nothing to be proud of. I'm just saying that his power will always be a selling point. I'd rather see Kovalov Adonna Stevenson right now than I'd rather see Stevenson versus Andre Ward. Um, but I do want to see Andre Ward against somebody that is almost like him. And there's a few names out there I'll throw out over the next few weeks. But Adana Stevenson might give Andre Ward problems, but then yet again he could be another Sergey Kovalov, who Andre Ward, just because of his uh, – it's not a unique style. It's just a very – messy style it's tough to have a sparring partner that gives you that kind of uh workout so you can prepare for it um the cons of the fight is obviously the ref stopped it um Kovalev had been complaining about low blows whether they were low or not they were very borderline um Rick Pratt who listens to the show actually posted the the referee um giving the instructions, and upon giving the instructions, it looked like where he pointed to on Kovalov's trunks that Ward was hitting above that. Now, the con that I'm getting to is that here, I don't like to ever see refs determine a fight. Either let it go to the scorecards or let a fighter win by a knockout. This was the first time that Kovalov was obviously in trouble. He thought it was a low blow, but there's three continuous punches to... A questionable area on his trunks and immediately the ref waves it off that's the end of the fight i don't know why there wasn't a count there i don't know why they didn't warn kovalov and take maybe a point away because he he had been complaining to the ref you could have done a million different things but stop the fight there like i said i don't think it would have changed the outcome i thought andre ward was winning um it's, it's weird, and we'll talk with our, our guest here who, who has a lot of boxing knowledge in a few seconds, but it's weird when somebody can take away somebody's dynamic punching power just because his style is so different and messy. He's like he's like a gray pair of pants. He ain't he ain't white, he ain't black, he's just in that middle messy.
0: He's found well that that you know, and that's the whole thing is Ward's found a style that works for him yeah. that nobody really kind of had like you said, it's very hard to find a sparring partner who can do what Ward does to to train with you. You know, you, you grab somebody to in training camp so that you you know uh, can train against your opponent. You try to find somebody who fights like your opponent. Nobody fights like Ward. So nobody really has a chance to kind of find a solution to that. So yeah, it may be messy. Yeah, it may be not, you know, the greatest thing ever, but it works.
1: Right. It can't be, it can't be. Defined as entertaining, <laughs> that's the one thing. it. But but, Why
0: <laughs> but, but, inter, but entertaining is shadowed by success, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? It. Who cares if it's not entertaining? People hate Mayweather because he's a considered a boring fighter because he doesn't stand toe to toe. He shoulder. No, Mayweather roles, does he, stand toe to no, toe. Well, I will
1: stand. Okay, he will trade. But mm, he runs a lot. Ward ran. I know. I'm just saying. There was not a point in that fight that Ward was not moving uh, right, away from Koval. Right.
0: OK. but that And that's that's a similarity that the two of them have is that they moved away from their opponent. Mayweather does it. Ward did it. OK. I, I
1: will disagree uh, because okay. we both can disagree. I, I think Mayweather fights more in the pocket and then repoints. Uh, what I saw on Saturday night – was a continuation of Ward moving, and you know what? He might have wore down Kovalev. Yeah. I can't get mad at the all, game plan. It I'm, worked, right? That's so
0: all I'm saying is that it, even if it's a boring fight, if the uh, the even if the strategy is a boring uh, strategy, if it works, you're going to do it. Same same reason that I had same problem that I have with Mayweather, with him, you know, slipping and jabbing and not standing toe to toe, and you know, all that kind of stuff like that. You know, people have a problem with with Ward, but like you said, if it works for Mayweather, he's going to do it. If it works for Ward, he's going to do it.
1: Let's bring in our uh, first guest here really quick, and we're going to talk about his event in a little bit, but we are joined by Link King. Uh, how many years' experience do you have with the sport, boxing? Over
3: over ten years in the sport of
1: boxing. And then uh, you're a boxing promoter in how many states? Um, licensed in five different states. So his opinion matters <laughs> to right, us, yeah. Yeah, really quick. Well, you know everybody's opinion <laughs> matters, uh, uh, matters. You know, you're disagreeing with me. You you think Ward Styles exciting? I think Ward
3: did what he had to do to win. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, like you look at Mayweather, that's one of the best fighters of our time. And I do believe that each fighter has their own way of, of winning. So what may not be exciting for you may be exciting for others. So it just all depends on long as the fans get, you know, they won this way, That's all that matters, you know, because if Kovac didn't step up to the plate and do what he needed to do to win that second fight, then, you know, it's on him.
1: I was amazed at how well Andre Ward was able to keep it close. And mm-hmm. it very much was like the first fight after the knockdown. Where, where he readjusted and was able to win some close rounds, which could have either went either way. True. You got to remember Andre Ward did, did make it through the Super 6 tournament versus many different styles. Yeah, He may be quintessentially the smartest boxer out there, I will say, that in the fact that it, it, he can adjust to people's style. He made Kovalov not look very impressive on Saturday night. That's true. Um, some people thought he would quit. I don't think Kovalov's a quitter um but he did look like after he got caught stunned he was trying to survive that round you watched the fight obviously yeah uh terrible stoppage by the ref though i mean you y- you don't agree I mean, it is what it is.
2: Say, so we don't have we don't have video going right now. <laughs> yeah. to <get> your face. <laughs> so oh, <they're> like, like, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, it, it you know what happens
3: happens. You know, it, it happens like that in boxing. Sometimes you don't get the best outcome that that you're looking for. But I mean, it's nothing that we could do about it. You know, like I said, I don't I don't think that a fight three would be you know not even people, needed. You know, you know, so I mean, what's done is done. Mm-hmm. Do, now, you, if, do you do you think they were low blows? I think some of the uh, the punches are real questionable, questionable you know. mean, those two right
2: at the end there.
3: No, was three in a row. I mean, they well, they he had
2: the one, and then he went down, and
3: they looked did the pretty other low, two. you know. But I mean, I wasn't at a ring, so I just really can't say. But they they look
2: real it,
1: questionable. They would
2: it not just, show up from the other angle. It just
1: it, it looked like he was hitting his hip. <laughs> My, to my, me, it looked like he was hitting his hip. My my thing is, as a boxing referee, don't don't make your part of the you don't make yourself part of the storyline. Yeah, right. And was Kovalov gonna get hurt by Andre Ward? We don't know. I don't think so. In the down where he was getting hit, obviously it was agitating him and stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. But I thought account there. Count it. See if he wants to fight. Ask him what yeah. year it is. See if he wants to move forward <laughs> and go from there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, see, no, I know what you're where, saying. See where he's at. And then you know what? Ward gets a point. Uh, so Taking it's a 10-8 round. Yeah, right. right. So it's a 10-8 round for him yeah. and it counts as a knockdown. You yeah. know, um, That I'd have liked to see. And I didn't like to see Kovalov on his feet get waved off. Yeah. It wasn't like there wasn't more fight in that guy. Um, but I don't think – because we didn't see it in the early rounds, I don't think he was going to land a clean shot on Andre Ward like he did in the previous fight, which mm-hmm. was going to knock Andre Ward down. I think from there, Andre Ward probably cruises to victory. Uh, is he your pound-for-pound pound champ, Link, or do you think somebody else is out there that you like?
3: I mean, right now, since Floyd out of retirement, that's that's my best fighter. You yeah, know, Floyd had it for so life. many years. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, he's phenomenal. I've never seen anything like that. You know, he's the best defensive fighter, you know, in the history of the sport, in my opinion. Right. You know, I mean, to to make it 49-0, that's a hell of accomplishment, you know. So, I mean, I, my hat goes off the floor of Mayweather Jr., you know. You know, Andre, he he's doing his thing. You know, I think he, he has some adjustments to make to become a, a better and more exciting fighter because, like I said, you know, you got some valid points to what you, you said about Andre. But, you know, I, I would never take anything negative away from him because, I mean, he's a world champ. You know, right. he fought Kovalec twice and, and came out victoriously, so... I mean, in boxing, a win is a win. Whether you win by one point or have a point, you know, he got the W. That's all that matters. Right. You know, compared he, to boxing back in the day, like back in the day, people really, you know, when they had the Tyson and the Ali fights, they really put on the show. And I just think, like, we lost that when it comes to boxing in this generation because fighters are really not starving for their success and for their title. You know, a lot of people are, are motivated by the, the the materialistic lifestyle, you know, which they're not really putting it forth. They effort to do it for what they should stand for so it's a different generation. So boxing, you know, it's lost, It lost a lot of its sauce.
1: You know, mm-hmm.
3: but you know, it is what it is.
1: Now, who would you rather see, Andre Ward versus Adonna Stevenson, or would you rather see Kovalov get a chance versus Adonna Stevenson? I say
3: Adonna Stevenson and, and Ward because they both get, get in there and do what they got to do. And I think, me personally, I think Stevenson come out on top. Okay, I mean, because Stevenson, he he proves himself to be, you know, world champion. You know, he's a good to me. He's a good, exciting fighter. I think that he's a better fighter than Ward, in my opinion. Okay. You know, that's just my opinion, you know, but
1: who knows? Mm-hmm. And what do you, what, what do you think?
2: What do you think I, come out
1: on on top? Well, first off, who I'd want is, uh, because it has like Batisse versus Perfect, written all over it. I'd uh, want Kovalev versus Stevenson, just because they're going to trade more blows. Uh, but if Stevenson, uh, especially because Sugar Hills are a good friend and he trained Stevenson, if he was able to beat Andre Ward, I would want that fight to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100 percent sure. I think it's probably a coin flip. Well, it had to
3: make sense first of all. You know, mm-hmm. it's up to the promoters. You know, right? And one thing that I that I like about Dana White with the UFC is that he gives people the fights that they want to see. That's one thing in boxing that you know is you know I don't want to get into the political part of it, but dealing with promoters, you have certain guys that don't want to work with other guys, and I feel like that really harming the sport. I feel that we all as promoters should come together and put on good quality, world-class fights. Because if you get the fans what they want, then that'll help sustain and uprise the sport of boxing. Right. You know, so you're looking at the, the, the Mayweather and the McGregor fight. This is something that the sport of boxing need. You know what I'm saying? Besides the Triple G and Canelo fight, that's that's a good fight. But... This Mayweather and McGregor fight is going to be over the top. This is going to be bigger than the Pacquiao.
1: I I agree with you in that regard because if if the Mayweather fight, if Mayweather totally outclasses McGregor, which I expect to happen, Mm -hmm. it makes boxing look sexy again, and it allows for – Kids to maybe want to box at a young age and, and we're going to get a better generation coming up. Absolutely. Uh, you, you made a point about UFC's able to give the fights they, they want. Yeah. The big difference is, and Jimmy would have to look up the fighter really quick, if you don't fight the people they want, they fire you. And this just happened because someone didn't want to fight you know. Cyborg and they just let her go. You're employees of the UFC... Mm-hmm. where as a boxer you're an independent contractor with a promotional company and can kind of negotiate your terms.
3: I mean it, it it works hand in hand when they get to the contract part. You know, I don't know pretty much everything involved with the UFC because I'm not in tune into that that deep. But I mean, you know, it's up to the promoters if a, if a promoter and a fighter can't work out a good for a deal then you know each probably had to go their separate ways. You know.
1: Now let's talk about your event. It's Fight Night in the D, world-class mm-hmm. boxing. Doors are opening at 5 p.m. The fights start at 6 p.m. This is at Dearborn Ford Community Performing Arts Center. You have K-9, former IBF uh, champion, on your card, plus um, a few undercard bouts. Tell us a little bit about this event happening uh, this Sunday. Yeah,
3: this Sunday we're we coming out two-time world champ Cornelius K-9 Bunders, Detroit owned. You know, he represents the D, Michigan. You know, he's on the trail to his uh, third title fight. You know, so this is one of the things that me and uh, K-9 put together, you know, we met years ago, and we decided this year to, to, to go into business and start doing uh, fights and stuff like that. You know, he's always been a, a, a fighter that I liked. It You know, I've always been a fan of K-9 since he was on the ESPN contender. You know, but I never thought that I would have the opportunity this day and time to be promoting a two-time world champ like K-9. So, you know, he's a good guy. We got him as the main event, plus nine uh, undercard bouts, and I have guest celebrities like the real Rick Ross. He will be in attendance. Is er- there a
1: fake with Rick Ross? Uh, No, I don't know. I'm I'm asking honestly. Oh, you don't know? Brad lives under a rock. I don't. Is there a real rock? I don't know. That was a legit question. Is known as the real Rick Ross? I I know the real Rick Ross. No, no, I know. I know Freeway Rick Ross, the American gangster. Oh, okay.
3: (laughs) I mean, you know, that's my guy. I don't know. That's that's my guy, you know, but I don't know. I I mean, I don't know what you're talking about when it comes to the other thing. I've never heard anything like that. (laughs)
1: Well, no, if I was like, that's the real Jimmy Pache. You you might assume there's a a Jimmy Pache out well, there I mean, using you know, his name. you know,
3: we have people that are influenced. Like at one point in time it was Doctor Dre and it was Dr. Dre. You had Doctor Dre the rapper and you had Dr. Dre the the MTV DJ. So, I was waiting for
1: you to say like hospital surgeon, Dr. Dre, who, <laughs> who, who maybe was somebody successful.
4: already stole his Twitter <laughs> handle. Yeah, but something. you
3: know, freeway Ricky Ross, that's that's my guy. That's, cool. that's not only just a business associate, but that's a close personal friend of mine. He will be there at the fight live. Uh we got Erica Jane from Love and Hip Hop New York. She'll be at the Fight Live along with Uh, Some people from the Mayweather Gym, Mr. Eddie Mustafa, he won a boxing historical fighters and trainers. So we got a lot of people coming out, you know, to support this. So I think this will be a great event for the city of Detroit.
1: Now, let's talk a little bit about K-9. You were talking about Mm -hmm. him moving. Uh, It is late in his career. He is over over his 40s, I believe 41, maybe a little bit older. Uh, What is the plan? How fast are you going to move him? Well, we we
3: we're not gonna move real fast like that. We're gonna take our time and make the best decision that's best for the team. You know, me, him, and his wife Shawana. We we doing the the necessary work that we have to do because in boxing you want to make the right and best moves. You don't you don't just want to jump out there and just take this fight or or take this opportunity to make this type of money. It's all about health and safety first. So by K nine being a two time world champion and by me being him and Shawana, business partner. We we working together as a team to make the best and right moves for his career. Because like you said, you know he's he's in the later part of his career, so everything's count. You know everything counts when it comes to K nine. You know.
1: Now you talk about uh, seeing him on the Contender Show, which really launched his career and yeah. stuff. But what else impresses you about K nine? Obviously, well, like, he's got a great great faith, great family.
3: I like K-9 because he's a people person. You know, in boxing, just to be honest with you, you have a lot of, you know, crazy guys. But he's a good guy with a good heart. You know, he's down to earth. You know, I consider him as a friend, you know, because we have a personal relationship, not not just business but a person. You know, he's always honest. He's straightforward. And from as far as I see in Michigan, a lot of people love him. You know, he's a God-friend guy. You know, he's just straightforward. He just tell you the truth and just call it like it is. So that's one thing that... That I believe that brought me and K9 together because we we straightforward guys and we don't we don't jive around and not like that. You know, you know, like I said, two time world champ. You know, he's the guy that is back at it. The third title shot. We're gonna make history.
1: Now, talk a little bit about your undercard. Who else do you have fighting this uh, Sunday? On the undercard, we got
3: Jamie Mitchell. She's from uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Latrell Solomon. She's from Orlando, Florida. That's uh, a, a super bimweight four round bout. Uh, we have Curtis Head. He's from Detroit. Uh, who else we got on the card uh, we got Brandon Maddox that's on the card we got uh, I don't have the belt card in front of me oh it's okay I mean it's, it's, it's been a crazy I'm just going week.
2: off the picture <laughs> <Yeah. All right. laughs> we, yeah, we, we
3: got a whole we got a whole stable guy. we got Cornelius Locks. He, he's a world class fighter Taylor De- Dewar yeah Taylor Dewar we have uh, Dwayne Williams you know Mr. Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Clark, uh, Anthony Flagg. and James
1: Ballard still on the yeah, card. Yeah, correct. James
3: Ballard. Yeah, good guy. Good mm-hmm. good guy. Mm-hmm. He was in the gym today, training real hard. Looked very, very good. Yeah. So we we got like I said, we got nine undercard bouts on this show. You know, I'm trying to give a, a opportunity for young guys and girls in the city of Michigan to, to be on a platform to perform, not only just in Michigan but around the world. Because as I said before, I'm licensed in five different states as a promoter. And, you know, in boxing, that's very unheard of unless you're, like, an Al Heyman or a Don King or, or, like, a Golden Boy, you know, because they license all over. So by me being the age of 32, I'm one of the only young guys out there that can move around and do shows around the country. So my main goal is to get K-9 back up to the title shot. We get the belt, and not only just that, but we help out young guys and young girls to be able to have the chance to accomplish their goal and, and, and enjoy life with boxing.
1: Well, what made you become a boxing promoter? Because not many people grow up saying they want to be a boxing promoter, but then you get about my age, and it, is, it seems like a cool profession. <laughs> I
3: mean, but, I love it. Like, like I said, as outside of me promoting, I,
1: I like dealing with people. I'm a
3: people person. You know, I like to talk. I like to negotiate deals. I like to interact with people face-to-face. I, I just love being around people, and that's one of the things that I grew up in. I always wanted to be an NBA player play basketball, but, you know, I didn't grow that much higher.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you so, a few inches. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm
3: only five ten and a half, but I played ball in school, and I had a a left uh, a left knee injury, so I couldn't play in college. So I said, you know what? You know, I wanted to do music. Music was my first love, but I always liked the boxing, and I always liked to negotiate deals and dealing with people. So I came into the sport around uh, the King family, you know, Mr. Don King and my Aunt Deborah King. And I was just seeing how Mr. King was moving around and how he negotiated deals and and taught people the game and taught people the business was one of the things that I was real intrigued into. And I said, I'm going to get into boxing because I like it. I mean, me personally, I think that a promoter job is the hardest part of boxing besides a boxer doing the physical work because you got to make sure everything is – it's on point that everything go good with the show because without a promoter you, you don't have a show, you know. And it is.
2: It's the little things that yeah. people don't know that go on back there that you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off. Man,
3: it's it is very, very, very challenging. But I do love what I do and I, I do believe, you know, because we had a couple of offers, I had a couple of offers on the table to do a reality show. I think that that should be something that should be seen from a promoter's perspective of how the, how the, all the stuff that we go through to put on the show. Because at the end of the day, you look at the the great Floyd Mayweather, you look at the great Dana White, those guys are promoters. Without those masterminds, you know, you got Al Hammond and Floyd Mayweather Corner and Leonard Ellerbe. All of them are great promoters. Without those guys, it will not be a great show. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't understand the households and the, and the trials and tribulations that we as promoters have to go to to make sure that we have a good quality to fight because we have to give the fans what they want, or at least partially something that they will like. You know, so it it is what it is. I like it, you know.
1: Now, be honest, how how easy is it, is, it, is it to deal with the state of Michigan as opposed to other states? It's not like they're not going to let you fight, uh, have a fight on Sunday. but No, the fight is going on Sunday. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, look, you put me on the spot. I wish we had a camera on
4: here. I mean, you know, you know,
3: I mean, you know, it's a challenge, but I tell people like this. You know, you know, I've been up here for the last two weeks. I love the state of Michigan. I love the people here, and you uh, know, I'm always up for a challenge. You know, what I'm saying so. At the end of the day, can't no man or woman stop me. You know, God is with me. So any anything that's thrown at me, I'm, I'm gonna prevail through it. So you know, it just, it's just business. So it's nothing personal. But you know, the show the show going on, and we gonna do what we gotta do to get this win on Sunday. You know, we are gonna make sure that everybody come out, they have a good time, and. We we go we go give the people a good quality fight, you know. So
1: the only reason I'm asking that is because I have heard from people that it's different it's than very, other states. Yeah,
3: it's very challenging here.
2: Challenging, yeah.
1: You know, and but I mean,
3: when when you into a sport like like boxing, you, you have to be up for the challenge because nothing in life is going to come easy. So you know, you know, like I said, for me personally. This has been a good challenge, you know, as far as the state that I dealt with. It's been one of the best challenges that I have had in my career as a promoter. But, you know, I'm still here, you know, I'm walking, I'm smiling, I look good. <laughs> 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 you know, I came here, so, you know, you know, it is what it is. You know, like I said, I won't take nothing from it, but I, I would just say to those guys or girls that are trying to do a show in Michigan, just make sure you follow the rules and regulations and, and, and do everything by the books. and you
1: shouldn't have a problem that's the that's the case in every state though Yeah. i mean you yeah. got to follow the rules and regulations it's just the rumor is that the state of michigan is difficult to deal with and but each it seems state,
3: each, like each state has its own rules so i mean you know it just it just depends on if you if you fit for that you know like i said you know i'm still standing the show's still going on so
1: we good now back to the state and you don't have to comment on this because you deal with the state but when when somebody said that Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor wouldn't get approved in Nevada because really Conor does not have a boxing background and here you got somebody 49 the the only reason it is approved is that Floyd Maywe- Mayweather Mayweather does not hurt anybody with his his fist anymore. If it was Kovalov versus uh, McGregor yeah. or something like that, they wouldn't allow it because right. someone could get killed or something like that. Yeah. But the joke was that they could make that fight in Michigan all day because some of the some of the stuff they allow <laughs> where you're like, that guy is completely getting outclassed and could yeah. get hurt, only typically happens in our state. But Nevada's well, I mean, us.
3: Well, I mean, I don't really agree with that because in the state of Florida or pretty much any other state, if you're a comeback fighter, like, you know, it's been times where I had a lot of guys to turn professionally as a, as a boxer on my show because they were MMA fighters. As so long as you have the, the necessary rounds and some kind of experience, they will allow you to become a professional fighter. Like on this show here, June 25th, we got a guy, I think he's like 10 and and 3 in the MMA world, but this would be his boxing pro debut as a heavyweight. Mm-hmm. So as long as he has some kind of professional experience, whether it's MMA or boxing, the state will allow a person to participate and fight. So, they may not have all the boxing techniques, but as long as they have the basics and they pass all the physicals and the testing, then they can qualify as a, as a fighter.
1: Now, Link, is there a way for them to get tickets before uh, fight night?
3: Yes, absolutely. We have tickets available at Title Boxing in Formerton Hills. Uh, the number is area code 248 579 5138. And then we have them at Strictly Sports World in Detroit. The number there is 313. 693 9976, or you can come out this Saturday and title boxing in Farmington Hills at 7 30 p.m. We will be doing official wait in at 7 30 p.m.
1: Absolutely, and the undercard ring girls will be there also. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to go to our first little quick music break and we'll be back with more Len King. Hold on. You're listening to the undercard, Hand Combat Radio. Welcome back to The Undercard. It's officially episode 140. No, it's not. 240. Why did I do that again? I don't know. know. Um, We are joined by Len King. He has a huge fight happening, fight night in the D, world-class boxing. Mm -hmm. It's happening at Dearborn Ford Community and Performing Arts Center, actually a beautiful venue. The address is 15801 Michigan Avenue, Dearborn, Michigan. There's free parking, plenty of free parking. Doors are open at 5, fights are at 6, and then the cool thing is it's a Sunday night fight, you know, so, you know, you can still watch other fights over the weekend. Um, Link, you know, we, we talked a little bit about your experiences in boxing and stuff like that, but let, let's talk about, like, what, what, what boxing... How do I even phrase this to you? And I know what I want to say, but mm-hmm. everybody says that boxing's dying, but I see it from a different perspective, and I don't think it's dying. I think there's a little bit of a resurgence. You being such a big part of the game, tell us where you think boxing is. Is it critical on life support? Is it a code blue, or is it, you know, in an ICU, or is it like is a it newborn baby it's being reborn, <laughs> right? I think it's on the elevator going up. All right. Yeah, it's going up. I mean,
3: because like I said, with this big fight coming up August 26th against Mayweather McGregor, that's putting a lot of ass on the sport of boxing, you know, because a lot of people, you know, have their opinions. You know, some saying it is a dying sport in which I do not believe, you know. I think that with this fight, this is going to take boxing to another level, you know, because it's getting international exposure. And uh, if McGregor doesn't live up to his hype, then, you know, it is what it is.
1: Now, um... Unfortunately, there was a tragedy in boxing. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tim Haig died. He was a UFC uh, veteran. I did watch the fight. The fight should have been stopped way before that. He kept going down. Mm -hmm. Uh, His opponent um, obviously feels horrible and was a friend of his and said that he knew something was wrong. In any other sport, when something bad happens, and the, the example I will use is Dale Earnhardt Jr. when he smacked the wall in the Daytona 500, all of a sudden they had a new harness so your head wouldn't fling like that boxing it still amazes me that we lose so many people or so many people have you know gone into comas or something and we don't see any corrections to it the the rules are still kind of the same over all these years but what are you going to do it's I, I don't i don't necessarily want it to change but i'm just saying that it is crazy to me to think that we still license people to go throw fists and pay, let people pay to see Well, it. I mean, at the end of
3: the day, before they can com- compete, you have to go through physicals and all types of tests. So if the doctor clear you to perform, then, I mean, you're up to good standards. I mean, we never know what will happen in boxing. It's, it's just the same as in football. You have people that have died in football. Mm-hmm. You know, you have some people that may have died, you know, playing basketball due to a concussion. So we'll never know. But the main thing is make sure that everybody is licensed and bonded and have insurance just in case something like this happens. I yeah, mean, the, it's the same as wrestling. Like you know, you look at Owen Hart, Brett, uh, Brett Hart, uh, uh, brother. He died in the ring. You mm-hmm, know, he fell course. from the ceiling and hit. I was hit gonna the, say he
0: didn't die in the ring. Well, <laughs> he died when he hit the ring. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> the Blue Blazer. not yeah. uh, he the Blue Blazer? So I mean, you know, it, yeah. it, they
3: come with they come with the territory. At the end of the day, boxing been around for a hundred plus years, so it just it just it's a combat sport. You know, just, it's just it just one of the sad things that happen every now and then, but. They're just part of, of the sport. I don't think they'll ever they'll change because, I mean, if you take anything away from the way the sport has been set up, it'll take away a lot of value.
1: Really, the only rule that has changed over the years that it has probably saved a lot of lives is you used to be able to have a 15-round championship yeah. fight yeah. Over recent. Now it's down to 12. Yeah, 12 is the furthest you can go because after that, probably excessive head damage. And then we, mm-hmm. we used to recite fights. Back in the day, me, you, and Marv, where it went went 127 rounds oh, like yeah. in the 20s or something. Back yeah, yeah. when there was no stoppages or whatever, nope. um, I don't I don't see the changes to the rules and stuff like that. Um, it's just a sport that we're going to lose a couple people, mm-hmm. a year or two, unfortunately. And this is why I never call anyone a bum that gets into the ring. And some people will call people bums, but I you got to remember. Your life is on the line. Life is on the line. Life and death in the ring. It's it's totally different than any other sport. I might say somebody got outclassed. Mm -hmm. I might say that they're not up to their level of their competition. I may say that this fight shouldn't have happened. The promoter shouldn't have made this fight happen. But you'll never, ever hear me say that this guy's a bum for getting in the ring. And that's the one thing that always resonates with me when somebody dies is that you, you forget how close it can be for somebody to die in this ring. And um, previous to that, there was a coma in uh, Iowa, and so the sport goes through little little points where we're like, you realize how how precious life is and what these people are given to yeah, just us entertainment, for entertainment. People. Yeah, right. Um, so that's all I want to say. Uh, God, you know, God, God rest uh, Tim Haig. and we'll we'll talk a little bit about it later. Could this have been prevented? There was an article I asked Jimmy to peruse and that Mm. I had read. Um, It it is interesting. I I did think the ref should have stopped it. I watched it and I I thought it would be something quick, but it is a few rounds. And um, I wish it would have got stopped, obviously, for Tim. Um, You know, and and I was just, I know you're saying, hey, Brad, you're a hypocrite because you were just talking about early stoppages with Kovalov, but I think you do have to use discretion. Those were body shots. Compared to uh, Tim just getting lit up and, and kept getting knocked down, and his equilibrium was off, and everything was off about it. And some refs, and I'm not going to call names, they, they they extend a fight because they know the fans want to see that brutal knockout. And you know, but then some uh, refs are really good, and they realize the fighter safety is the most important thing, and we'll, we'll stop it as soon as they think somebody's in danger. So. Um, but, Link, uh, you talked to me off the record, but I'm going to say it now. Uh, this is appears to be K-9's last fight in Michigan. Unless he has a title shot down the road, you guys are going to bring him back. Um, just hearing that should be a reason for people to go buy tickets because K-9 has meant a lot to this community. Absolutely. And he will go down as probably one of the 10 or 15 best from the city. And that's a lot to say because yeah. you had Joe Lewis, you had Thomas the Hitman Hearns and yeah. stuff. Um this being his last fight is enough reason to buy a ticket, but why else should people buy a ticket to a Linking show?
3: I mean, because we're bringing world-class boxing back to Michigan. You know, I, I heard a lot of jittering around town as far as other promoters putting on shows that may have not been that competitive. So one of the things that I wanted to bring to Michigan was good world-class fights, you know, give the people they, they, they money's worth, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, if the fans is not happening, they're not going to come out and support your show. And by this being uh, K nine, you know fight, you know this Sunday he fought earlier this year uh, at, at the Perform Art Center, but this is going to be one of the things that may be his last fight here because I'm taking K nine on the road and we we going after that title, you know. So like I said, this is a big opportunity for Michigan to come out and see him, you know. Hopefully we come back, you know. We, who knows? You know we had to sit down and discuss that amongst the team, me, him, and his wife. But you know this will be his last fight for right now in Michigan until we we get that title shot.
1: How do you evaluate talent as a promoter? What, what what impresses you most about a boxer in a ring? That is something that you look for in signing a person or somebody that catches your attention that he's must see TV for me. If he's fighting, I want to watch.
3: I mean, for for each guy, each fighter, it's different. You know, you may have one guy that have good squa- good swag. You may have a guy that have good defense or offense. It, it depends on the individual because you can't judge everybody the same. I like to see a guy that that. You know, they talk trash, and they can get in the ring and bag it up. You know, then you have some guys that that's the quiet fighter, but their skills, you know, show they work. So it's different variables in it as far as me as a promoter looking at a fight. And if I see a guy, a guy that's hungry, okay, that's cool, but I'm looking for a guy that's starving for it. You know, it's the difference between being hungry for something and starving. If I see a guy that's just really, really pushing his, his all to try to get to, to the next level, then I step in and help him out. Because I feel like that as me being a promoter, if I'm giving my all to come to a a, a state to put on a show to give these guys the opportunity to perform, then I, I should expect these fighters to do the same thing. Because if you're not giving your all, then why fight?
1: Now, I always believe everybody has superstitions. I, I Me as a writer, <laughs> I... And Rochelle will even say, I, "I have pens I trust a little bit more with, with writing and stuff like that. I'll, I'll ask her for certain pens um, as a superstition thing that this pen has helped me write some more better mm-hmm. than other." What is your superstition before a show? You got to have something. I don't I mean, have any. Really? I trust not none. even down to what what you eat or, or routine. Nothing. Zero.
2: See, no one is as weird as you. Yeah, there's I don't, something I don't, weird I
3: mean,
1: with having I mean, a pen that writes a little bit better than other pens. Yeah, like, yeah,
2: there is. <laughs> Life, like, like for me,
3: it, I don't have no superstition. Like, for me, no like routine, else, like when I'm doing cool. business or if I'm working on a contract or this, like I like to sit at the house and listen to, like old school R and B music, like Michael Jackson, Prince, stuff like that. But like, I don't have any. Mm-hmm. I just, I just stay, just stay in my He's own just zone. Chill. Yeah, I mean, like me, I don't smoke, I don't drink, no tattoos, no prints. none of that. I mean, <laughs> it's nothing against that, but it's just like me, I'm just a. A cool type of cat I just like to chill I'm more A lot of people say Like I have an old spirit I'm more of a guy That like to be In a, in a quiet mellow area You know I like to be on a beach And just to relax And enjoy life mm-hmm. You know It's they're just, they're just me But superstitious Nah I just pray and leave it in God's hands. Whatever happens is going to happen. You know, there's nothing that I can do to stop it. You know, I just got to just just walk by faith. You know, this is the main
1: thing. I thought there would at least be a routine. Like, I eat spaghetti the day nah. of a fight or something, you know? A routine spaghetti. I mean, like, like, got like I my said. lucky
4: skivvies or something. Yeah. Something. For See? me, no, for me,
3: it's like, you know, because coming to Michigan is different. Like, this is a different situation. So it's like I'm just taking it one day at a time. Because if you try, I look at it like this. If you try to plan something, it's not going to go according to plan. Oh yeah. So you just have to just hope for the best. You know, you just pray about it and trust and believe and have faith in yourself and in God or whoever you believe in, whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. So you can't force anything, you know, either go happen good or either go happen bad, it's just either or. So I just like I'm gonna stand tall and whatever happens, happen. At least I know that if I gave something my all and I put my heart in it. I could take a fair, I could take a loss because guess what? I stood up as a man, and I gave it my all, and I was honest, and I was straightforward with the people that was around me. So that way I won't feel no type of way.
1: Now let's talk, uh, because you're so knowledgeable in boxing, I have to know who, who you leaning towards, Triple G versus Canelo. Early pick by Lane King. I'm going to say Triple G. Triple G? You like him? <laughs> She's a huge
3: picked, Canelo he's, fan. He just picked he's, against her, he's, her boyfriend. He's, old, he's, he's, he's good. He's a good fighter. I mean, because, the, you know, at the end of the day, Canelo got a loss. And, you know, he got a loss by the best. So, you know, I I just look at it like this. You know, if you can't beat Floyd, then, you know, Triple G is what it is.
1: Now, Atlantic City in the 80s was a bumping ground. <laughs> and then in the 90s, uh, well, in the 80s, too, was Vegas. And then, and then Vegas kind of became the unofficial fight capital of the world. Well, you had, you know,
3: in the 80s, you had uh, Atlantic City and New Jersey, too.
1: Right. That's what I say. In Atlantic City in the 80s mm-hmm. uh, with Trump Plaza. But then you also had the outdoor fights in, in Vegas. Yeah. And then Vegas became the unofficial I fight capital. I thought Vegas
2: was the, the capital of hockey.
1: Oh, no, Man, not yet. Soon. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, is there any areas that you've seen a fight that you're like, wow, this, this is a great fight town? Obviously, Detroit's a great fight town yeah, with Detroit, our history. De- Detroit
3: a great fight town. I love Detroit. I love the people here. Uh, as far as my expertise, I think I think down south is yes, because we don't have a lot. Like, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. We don't have a lot of boxing like in Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi. So for people to see a world-class boxing, they would come out to Whitworth just to see average guys boxing. Because, like I said, Detroit— uh, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, New York. Y'all always get the big events. Down south, we don't we don't get stuff like that.
1: We want more big events. We used to get the big events. It's, well, it's I mean, been a while. Y'all got more than what we got. Yeah, exactly. We got <laughs> one
2: Sunday. Yeah, yeah, we got one Sunday. Yeah. yeah.
1: Absolutely. I canine uh, might have been the last big event uh when he fought uh he fought, oh, God, uh, Mayweather's guy, uh, E. Smith. E. Sh. Smith, yeah. yeah. And, fought, um, I think they fought Masonic. at the Masonic Temple, yep. yeah. That might be the last big one, and that was when Floyd announced his Showtime contract, so it was actually pretty crazy because Floyd was in town and everybody's talking the, uh, the Showtime. When you grew up, who was your favorite boxer? Growing up, my favorite boxer was Mike Tyson. It had to be everybody's, didn't it? <laughs> I mean, that
3: guy I, mean, I, I like the title. I love him. He was crazy, but he went in the ring and gave the people their money's worth. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know what you'll get with Tyson. I loved him, you know, because he he fight anybody. The thing that I don't like about fighters nowadays, they pick and choose. And like I tell a lot of guys, you're not Floyd Mayweather. You know, get in there and fight. You know, you train and get in there and fight and do what you got to do and get the W. You know, nowadays, it, it, guys make it so difficult because if you got a guy... That's three and no, and you want to match him up with a guy that's one and one. Oh, no, I, I don't want to fight him because, you know, he this or he that. At the end of the day, if you're a fighter, your job is to get in the ring and fight, you know. And I, I feel like that too many people not trying to be negative, not trying to say anything in a bad way. Too many people are trying to be like Floyd Mayweather. You can't do what Floyd do. Mm-hmm. Floyd worked hard. He worked very hard to get in the position he is. So if he want to pick and choose his opponent, he have the right to do that. But if you're a fighter that's coming up and you a pro debut or you under ten wins, you got to get in there and fight. Because guess what? At the end of the day, if you if you only fighting guys that are not up to a certain level, I'm not going to call them bums. But if guys that are not that competitive, then people are not, they're not going to support you.
1: Now I love Mike Tyson, and we've always gotten along when we've met, uh, but one of my favorite Tyson moments, you've seen the I Broke My Back I, moment, I Broke right? My
3: Back. That was in Memphis, Tennessee. That was in Memphis. I was I was at like, Memphis at the it, pyramid. It, yeah,
0: oh my it. god! What is that? I broke my it's back. In, was a vertebrae. I broke my spine. Yeah. Yeah. My spine is broken. <laughs> no, they're like, is it a vertebrae? <laughs> yeah, <It was>
1: spinal. <laughs> he, said, he said it was spinal. He said it was slightly broken because he was doing like twenty five hundred sit ups. <laughs> uh, you can't have a highlight reel without some of his interviews. The Galata <laughs> one up here, where he is like, "I'm going to eat your children." Like, there were so many good it was, ones. It was
3: entertaining. <laughs> I mean, I look at Tyson as a guy that you can match up in the WWE. Because you look at the greats like Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Ric Flair, they put on good, world-class commentary. You know, they they gave uh, people a good storyline. In boxing, you don't have that. You know, I love Floyd because, you know, people might say he's arrogant, he's cocky, he's an asshole, but guess what? He puts butts in the seats. He sells tickets. Right. A lot of people pay to see Mayweather fight because they want to see him fail. But, you know, the the, the sport of boxing is to hit and don't get hit. So at the end of the day... He's doing a marvelous job. One thing about Floyd that I like is because he understands it from a fighter and a pr- promoter perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, not to take anything away from a lot of the guys that came up, you know, in boxing, but Floyd is a very, very smart guy. He's a genius because he knows how to play the game. So when you know how to play the game, you know how to monopolize the sport. You can have people playing by your rules. Right. So a lot of these guys want to be like Floyd, but they, they haven't put in the hard work to get to that level. And it's very, very hard in the sport of boxing because it's a political sport.
1: And you bring up a, a great point. Uh, when he was Pretty Boy Floyd, the persona or the, uh, the it's not an act because it's all really playing Yeah, when he became money and he changed it, and I'm going to be money all of a sudden. That exactly what Conor McGregor did in the UFC. The he, bad guy. Yeah, he, he, you know. And this is a, something I pointed out to to the media uh, last week at a press conference because we were asked. Because we do cover MMA and boxing, the most unique thing about the August 26th fight is that this is the first time Floyd's going to have the whole boxing community on his side. People used to either buy Floyd Mayweather's fights to see him lose or to see him win. You know, it was split, right? Some people would buy it just in the I mean, you're you still, you, you still going to have fans in the boxing world I don't, that, that, that hate him. But they're not going to want McGregor to beat him because they know what that means yeah. to the sport if that happens. Because That's all of a sudden, yeah. everybody's going to be like, oh my God, all right. these years boxing we're pretending.
0: Well, and that's exactly that's exactly it. Is you're, it's going to be so huge because you're going to have every boxing fan watching because they cause they want to. They're on Floyd's team, and you're going to have every MMA fan watching <laughs> because they're on Con, McGregor's you know side or whatever. And yeah, you might have a little bit of cross or whatever, but I mean, you're, you're we're not going to ever see numbers. Pay per view numbers or anything like this ever again. Doesn't matter who's well, fighting. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. It. it, it I would look at
3: it like this. We may not see it maybe in the next five to ten years because in boxing and MMA, well, I mean,
0: you never, you never know.
3: Yeah, yeah you but, never know. I mean, because it's like you know, look back in the day when you had uh, Tyson and, and Holyfield fighting back in the MGM at that time. They grossed it fourteen point whatever millions. Right. Mayweather come in and he built a undefeatable record in which we never seen that in boxing besides Rocky Marciano. But at that time, the fighters were not getting paid that much. Right. But when you got a guy like Floyd that can monopolize the sport and 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 do things the way he want to do, you know, it's all about fighters nowadays coming up looking at his game plan. If you can follow his blueprint and his game plan and, and do what he do, but do it better. It could be another fight in the yeah. next 10 years that can outdo that fight. Yeah. But I would just say it will be very hard to yeah. live up to it because Mayweather, he he played the game. I mean, he's been fighting since, what, 96? Yep. And at one point in time, he wasn't the money man. He was the guy that knew his role and he did his part. But he played the game and he got in position of power to now where y'all got to play by his rules.
1: And my biggest concern about this fight going forward is that McGregor, something will happen at a press conference. You remember how bad Floyd was on, uh, uh, Oscar, on De Oscar De La Hoya? But yet they didn't push, they didn't shove it. Uh, you know, he got into Canelo's face, they just kind of smiled. I do have a a very big fear that they will trade Jarbs verbally at a press conference. McGregor's going to do something stupid and get this canceled. You you can no longer be like Tyson in, in, in Memphis and biting someone's leg. And, <laughs> you can't that. do that no I, more. I
3: doubt it. I doubt it because, I mean, this is this actually is the biggest fight in UFC and boxing history. So yeah. for if, I'm just saying if, if McGregor hit Floyd or whatever, I think that's McGregor going much. to intense the fight and get more people to battle. Because you look at Tyson, when Tyson – uh when he fought uh I think that was uh Linus Lewis when yeah, he, he bit, bit Linus Lewis. On that, yeah. that got a lot of people to buy into the fight. <laughs> Even when Tyson bit Holyfield of of Era, they were like, yeah. Oh my breaking news, Mike Tyson <laughs> bit off Holy of Fear of Ear. And people started tuning into in into the Sports Center and ESPN and they watched the rerun of the fight because in sports, we never heard anybody biting off a body part. <laughs> so it's like if McGregor do hit Floyd, watching. a lot of people would love that for the simple fact that you know because I'm a Floyd Mayweather fan and I do believe Floyd is going to win. So let's put that out there. Yeah. But if McGregor did hit Floyd at the at the press conference or the weigh in. I do believe that to get a lot of people in tune into the fight because they were like, you know what, this is a real fight. We love McGregor, he's a badass, and he just hit that motherfucker Florida in the mouth and just <laughs> shut his ass up. So you gotta look at it from a, a fan perspective because you look at Stone Cold and The Rock. I love Stone Cold, one of my favorite wrestlers. Stone Cold, he what? would beat your ass at a press conference, you know? What? <laughs> what? You know, he would beat Vince McMahon's ass. He gave the people what they wanted. Stone Cold was the American dream guy. That did what you would think about. If I could just do this to my boss, if I could just <laughs> slap that son of a bitch—that's exactly you know, what it was. Stone Cold. Yeah, he gave the people what they wanted. He, the things that people thought about doing to their boss or their boyfriend, their yeah. girlfriend—Stone Cold done it. Even with Linda McMahon, Vince McMahon's wife, he got in the ring. I'm gonna kick your ass, and he stunned her. You know, so you got to look at the fact that I—I I think when it comes to McGregor and Floyd, they're gonna give the people they money's worth. The Pacquiao fight—it wasn't all led up to the hype to where they, they had it. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they made good money. It was it was a good
1: fight. It's about three years too late, unfortunately. In Pacquiao's case, whether he was injured or not, I, I think everyone wanted to see that fight three years Yeah, before.
3: but but you had to look at it from Floyd Mayweather perspective. At the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you. Oh,
1: absolutely, absolutely. So, like, it's
3: the same thing with K-9. Like I told K-9, you know, we go going to do what's best for you. we go going to sit down, we go talk and make the, the best move because once you make the best moves that's for you, can't nobody stop that. You look at Floyd Mayweather for five years, they saying, well, Floyd scared, he's scared, he's scared. Like Floyd said, if he would have took that fight five years ago, he would have only got, what, $50 million? Right. So he waited it. He waited it out. So when Pacquiao got in there and got knocked out by one man, uh, 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 one man he he got knocked out flat, that raised Floyd Mayweather value up. So when, so when Pacquiao went in and got and got beat by Tim Bradley, that raised Mayweather value up. So Pacquiao lost. Mayweather never lost, so okay, so you're you the B-side. I'm the A-side, so yep. we're going to play by my rules. And if you look on YouTube, years ago, Floyd Mayweather said, when I do fight Manny Pacquiao, people go going to say one thing. It was a boring fight. Five years later, Floyd Mayweather prediction came true when he fought Manny Pacquiao. Right. Oh, well, it was a boring fight. Da, da, da. At the end of the day, boxing is to hit and not get hit. Right. See, Floyd is smart. He's not going to just get in there and be toe to toe like an Lee or Joe Form to where you throwing blows because he want to have good health after boxing. So mm-hmm. you have to be smart at it. So at the end of the day, it may have been boring to fans, but he did what he did to get the W.
2: That's I, what you say about um, you know with parents with their kids. You'd want boxing. him
3: to fight like Floyd. you want him to fight like yeah. Floyd because he doesn't get hit. I mean, there's a lot of fighters, not only just there, but NFL guys that, that after their career, they have concussions and they're really not the same. In boxing, it's all about putting on a good quality show, making money, feeding our families, and not getting hurt. So I commend Floyd for doing what he's doing. If it's a boring fight, oh, well, find a guy that can get in there and beat his ass.
2: He can cash the check. Yeah. yeah.
3: I mean, <laughs> if if I had his, his skills, i get in there and do the same thing. i <laughs> right. run around the ring. i duck and dodge. i hit you, and i keep running, and i hit you, and i keep running. Because at the end of the day, it's the hit and not get hit. So if, if you getting paid $300 million to fight Pacquiao, you go put on the best show possible to where you can do a good 30 minutes. You're making, what, $10 million a minute? Oh, yeah so I'm going to hit him and I'm going to run I'm going to hit him and I'm going to run because guess what, at the end of the day you can say the fight was boring, you can say this, you can say that he
1: cast a check now, you know, I've been watching Mad Men because I didn't catch it the first time around. I think we're on season two or maybe, yeah, yes, season, season two. two. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm waiting for fix or Colgate. They're missing an opportunity here with Mike Tyson and all this biting. It should be just simple. They should have an ad where, like, you remember me when I bit Lennox Lewis? You remember me when I bit Evander Holyfield? Thank God for Colgate <laughs> or something like that. Uh-huh. Mike Tyson, you just somebody in the boardroom to I'm go. I'm in my breath with Colgate. <laughs> right. We're, we're going to hire Mike Tyson because he likes to bite. I love it. fix <laughs> You know <laughs> how I, I, I how I keep my uh, dentures in?
2: Fix it in, fix it
1: in, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Fix it in. You want to do what's on tap really quick, and we'll yeah, finish we'll with do Link? what's on tap. Yeah. Uh, do you want to
0: go to a break after this, or
1: uh, no? We'll finish up with Link really quick, and right. then we'll mm-hmm. go to the break.
0: All right. Once again, this is what's on tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. June 23rd at Rosemont, Illinois, Mike Jimenez versus Aaron Pryor Jr. It's a rematch. Ten rounds for the Super Middleweights. Uh, Moving on to June 24th, Louisville, Kentucky, CBS Sportsnet. We have Derek Rossi versus Carlos uh, uh, Negron. Ten rounds for the Heavyweights. Uh, Let's see. Moving on to June 25th, Dearborn, Michigan. Uh, fight Night in the D at the Ford Community Performing Arts Center. Uh, you see K-9 Bundridge, James Ballard, Dwayne Williams. Doors are at 5. Fight Start at 6. Uh, also on, I believe, oh, no, June 27th at Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. PBC on Fox Sports 1. We have Miguel Cruz versus Alex Martin. It's a rematch for 10 rounds in the welterweights. Moving on to MMA. June twenty fourth, Bellator one hundred eighty, Sonnen versus Silva, Madison—I'm sorry, Madison Square Gardens, New York, New York, and June twenty fifth, UFC Fight Night one hundred twelve, uh, Ch- Chiesa versus Lee. At the Chesapeake Energy Arena in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. And once again, that's What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. And we
1: can't uh, not forget the tickets did sell out for this Friday, uh, June 23rd. Uh, matchmaker Carlos Lelinas, uh, Greg Aaron's promotions at Motor City Boxing. Winford Harris is going against Leonardo Tyner. I just found I'm out that I am writing for that show, so I cannot give a prediction. Some uh, people have asked for predictions. I typically. I'll give a prediction, Tyner. I I can't because I'm writing, but um, that fight happens on Friday too. So uh, let's finish up really quick on June 25th, 2017 – um, you get a chance to see K-9 Cornelius Bundridge. It might be his last fight in Detroit unless he gets a title shot down the road, which obviously Link King, our guest, who's been absolutely funny, enjoyable to be here. Um, doors open at 5. Fight starts at 6. Um, it's at the Dearborn Ford Community Performing Arts Center. The address is 15801 Michigan Avenue, Dearborn, Michigan, uh, plus some undercard bouts. Um, Link, I'm going to let you get the last word in here and uh, uh, tell us about... One more time about your card and why people should come out and see it.
3: Yeah, I think people should come out because, like I said, this may be k nine last fight in Detroit until we get the title. And uh, not only just that, but we have nine undercard bouts with world-class fighters from the state of Michigan that will be performing. Aside of that, we have celebrities. Rick Ross, the real Rick Ross, will be in the building. Erica Jean for Love and Hip Hop will be there. And we have some other special, special guests. So you guys got to come out Sunday. And support K9 and these upcoming fighters in the state of Michigan. And, and, you know, it's gonna be a good night, a world class boxing Sunday night, nothing that's going on in Detroit. Fight Night in the D, Drip One Community Saying, Let's do it.
1: All right. Uh, we're going to go to uh commercial break, walk uh, Link out, and thank, thank you so much for being in here. Absolutely. I want to come back. Let's, let's, let's take the show on the road. Absolutely. You're always Anytime. welcome. Like yep. I told
3: you guys, let's take the show on the road. Let's go.
1: If you, if you if you can promise me SPF 30 down in Orlando, we'll do it down in Orlando. I need to okay. lease that or I'll, I'll fry. Let, let, let me work on that. All right. Let me work on that. Get get tone to sponsor you need, us. You need 45, Brad. Yeah. Let's you need be honest. Let's SPF be honest. 90 or yeah. something. Then, oh, okay. Like don't go in. The, we need a tent to block the sun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's real hot in Florida. Yeah. yeah, it's real hot.
0: <laughs> all right, we'll SPF be back. Irish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Welcome to the undercard, everybody. It's episode two forty. I got it right. No, oh, yeah, two forty. Two forty. Uh, I don't know why that was just on my mind all the time. June twenty first, twenty seventeen. The undercard, and now's the time of the show where we get to uh, learn about a new ring girl. Um, today we have Jordan in the house. How are you?
4: I'm good.
2: How do you pronounce that? or how do you spell it? The, with the only Y. Way you're supposed
4: to spell it with the AN. Okay, that's what I want to make <laughs> sure.
1: Now, uh, no one in your family, your daddy, wasn't a basketball fan. You're not named after Michael Jordan, are you?
4: I actually am.
1: I thought I see. <laughs> I had a theory on this. We've we've met other Jordans, and my theory is that you're named after Michael Jordan. People forget how big he was in the yeah, 80s. Well, my oh, yeah. my
2: friend had a daughter. She named her. Um, Jordan Michelle.
4: Yeah. I was supposed to be Jordan Michael if I was a
2: boy. Yeah. It,
1: which is exactly and his it's name. exactly what uh, she would have
2: had if she
4: had a boy.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's actually really cool. Uh, big basketball fan? Huge. Okay. Did, did you Literally. root for the Bulls growing up then?
4: I actually did. I, I think I owned maybe five or six different Jordan jerseys. Cause the black one? Every... I had the black one, the red one. I had a white one. And then I did actually have back when he was number 45 as well.
1: Oh, okay, Do you remember the Be Like Mike song?
4: probably.
1: Oh, I wish we She's would have played it then. Being like Mike at the Gatorade ads.
2: Did you like space jam?
0: I did. <laughs>
1: there's there's the two I people on the, Rotten I tomatoes. I was going nice to
0: I was going to say, you know, you, you were right here and now now you dropped down a little bit. Now you dropped down a little bit cuz right, you I like can space read you
4: jam.
0: <laughs> That's
1: true. So tell us a little bit true. about yourself.
4: Um, well, I don't really have anything that I can think of at the top of my head other than um, I've been a model for nearly 12 to 15 years now. I've done auto show, I've done fight nights, I've done beer and liquor promos. I pretty much just work as much as I can. I love what I do. I love meeting people, talking to people, and pretty much just having a good time.
1: And uh, Basketball is a big sport, but you said you work some fight nights. Do you like Mm -hmm. boxing, MMA?
4: I do. I actually have a cousin who does some uh, mixed martial arts down in Miami, so I like to watch some of her stuff. And I mean, I hate to admit it because I am a girl but I do like my WWE too (laughs)
1: WWE I I was
4: are you a diva fan or are you just a straight out WWE just straight out I love watching the show it's I mean I like to laugh at it and
0: it's soap when the funny opera.
1: Are it said. really it is, is. It is. Yeah.
4: but I won't watch a soap opera. I'll watch WB. Yeah. The
1: way Link was talking about it, though, I felt like we had to break it to him. It wasn't real. There was a point where, like, he was talking about it, like, you know, he talked Stone, about "Oh, and yeah. my heart's death," yeah. and you're like, from the ceiling, and then he was talking about sometimes I just want to be cold. like that, and I'll be like, yeah. but it's acting, yeah. you know. Uh, I felt like we had to break it, too, but I let him have his moment. He's just going on <laughs> a wrestling. Um, do you remember the classics, or was that too young? I, I'm talking Hogan and. Uh, um, like the, uh, I was a
4: big Andre the Giant fan, really, because I'm a big Princess Bride fan. So I really
1: yes. Okay,
0: you've gone player. back okay, up. I've gone back up. You've gone back up. Yep. <laughs> All right. time favorite movie. I'm gonna give
1: <laughs> G- Jimmy really quickly think of a uh, only a uh, question only a real Princess Bride fan would know, and we'll ha- ask it to her in about five minutes.
0: Oh, do you want me to come up with
1: it? Yeah, for her. Oh, We're gonna okay. see how much of you a have Princess to make it Bride.
4: Inconceivable,
1: though. Okay. All
0: right. Okay, I got I already got it. All right, oh. do it then. Go ahead. Let's... Okay. Where does Iocane powder come from? Oh,
4: the island of the island, of C- because the Sicilian is the uh, oh my gosh, I don't remember right now. I feel terrible. Australia, it is from Australia. But the yep. thing is, it's supposed to be odorless and tasteless. But why does Humperdinck smell it, and then he knows that it's iodine
0: powder? <laughs> because uh, Humperdinck can track a falcon on a cloudy day. That's right. He can also smell iodine powder. Give her one more question. Okay. That might have been too hard for. All right, that, that, I wanted to know because that was part of that 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 scene. Um,
1: uh, Continue right, talking. Yeah, right, I'll right, think. Go. I'll think. Okay. Um, so, number one sport, though, if you could only see one sport in your life, what would it be? Hockey. Hockey.
4: You got fights. You got skating. You got people falling. You've got great fans. I mean, I'm really excited for the new arena to open up. But I, I, I grew up on Detroit sports, so <laughs> hockey definitely is close to my heart.
1: All right. Um, and as you said, you're tall. Did you play sports in the school?
4: I love being asked that question because typically my response is, yes, I played miniature golf because being <laughs> six foot four, um, that's not something you see. But, yeah, I played um, volleyball, basketball, and ran track and field.
1: In volleyball, you probably were the front of the net, right?
4: Yes, I Because was. of
1: your size and everything like yes. that?
0: You weren't a swimmer? I mean, with that body, I would have think that would have been a natural. I mean,
4: three sports was kind of enough. Yeah. I mean, I probably could have tried others. but Yeah.
0: <laughs> Jimmy's, okay, Jimmy's I okay, okay, I got Okay, I got one. Uh, where did Fezzik Get the Holocaust cloak?
4: He. Fezzik got the Holocaust cloak. From Wesley, who had gotten it from the Dread Pirate Roberts.
0: No. No. He got it from Miracle Max. He got it from
4: Miracle Max. It, that's fits right. so nice. it fit so, so nice. He said I could keep, keep
0: I could keep it. Yeah. Yeah. All oh, right. God, I'm over two right now. I can to <laughs> redeem myself. I got. I got one. I got another <laughs> do, one. do it then. No. No. I mean, keep oh, okay. talking. I'll, I'll He's give. He's got to think one. of a
1: way to phrase it and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Can
4: we? Can we rewind and try that over again? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. I knew Jimmy um, was going to give you a tough question. That's
4: all right. I'm liking these because usually I score really well on those Facebook quizzes. Yeah.
1: Now, Princess Bride is kind of a like a a cult movie Mm -hmm. and whether Jimmy wants to admit it like the huge fan base or or people that haven't seen it. it what other interests do you have like in entertainment is there any TV shows you have to watch any movies fan of comics anything
4: all of the above
1: all of the above. Well, I mean, you're going to fit in here. I'm
4: going to fit in. Well, I, I mean, I watch TV shows. I'll binge them until they're finished, or I'll watch movies over and over again. I've got some of my favorites. Again, those cults, like Monty Python, Search for the Holy Grail. I'm a big James Bond fan. So, I mean, I pretty Ooh, much— Ooh, now do you like the old James Bond, or do you like Daniel Craig? I'm yep. sorry. Sean Connery is the only Bond.
0: Oh, yeah. um, yes, that's good. <laughs> Absolutely. You need uh, a free Sean, Con- Sean Connery, to this day, could walk up to pretty much any woman, within reason, and go, drop, Sean Connery. drop. Your Pontiche. and they will.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, so with reason. He probably can't walk up to anybody because they're <laughs> they're, they're storing him in scotch, so he lives forever, is what I think. Uh What were your thoughts of Daniel Craig as uh, uh, James Bond, and who would you want to see to replace him? Because he will be replaced. Is there he anybody? Will out be
4: there? replaced. I wouldn't mind seeing maybe Tom Hardy.
1: Ooh, I like
4: that. Yeah, or just a big Jensen Ackles fan. I think he would probably make it a funny role, but. Other than that, I mean, I like to watch it for the entertainment value. So whoever they put in there, as long as they do a good job, I'm all right with that. I mean, we survived George Lazenby, so I'm sure we could survive anybody uh, else.
0: No, George Lazenby was mm, <laughs> Timothy Dalton, <laughs> Timothy <though>. Dalton. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: That was so bad. Am I the only one that likes Pierce Bronson? I thought no, I good. loved <laughs> him. I I thought him. I thought oh, he was good. I lo- no,
0: no, he was pretty. He's the, like, he's like just just probably. under Connery, but like... Mm. But, like, it, it, for me, it kind of goes Connery, and then, like, Craig, Bronson, like, kind of tied. Don't forget Roger
4: like
2: Moore.
0: Moore. I, I'm saying, and then yeah. it goes Moore, and then it goes Lazenby, and then it goes Dalton. But,
2: right, <laughs> Pierce Bronson is so hairy. <laughs>
0: Does <it laughs> so?
1: That's a real man. Hey, Sean Connery's hairy. Have you, That's when a he real was young, man. very hairy, Sean you know, Connery. Came, real men are hairy. It came
4: out of the water. It was yeah. just
1: yeah. all chest hair. Yeah, Ooh. absolutely. Sean, Sean Connery had a lot of hair. I don't know what... Bond films you didn't. I see. didn't
2: watch them. In, 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 in. <laughs> I think I saw Casino Royale.
1: Oh okay. Like so. the new one. Or the Which one? The old one. The old one. <laughs>
2: the old that one, wasn't yeah. even. It wasn't that. W- was, there, that no, was No, no that, was, that was a different. Producer. That
1: was
0: that was the guy that only did the one shot. I forget his name. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't count that one. Yeah. That was that was the one that was well. I'm trying to think, God, I can't think of his name. I can't think of his name, but yeah, that it's was fine. like the one shot.
1: On. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. Uh, comics Marvel or DC
0: I like them
4: both Mm. I also like all three different star series I'm a big Star Wars Star Trek and Stargate fan I watch it for the entertainment value
0: Um, Serenity you're
4: going to make me cry
0: <laughs> okay Brad's all right. lost. all right no? now now you've moved up to here all right now actually, you moved they up to here're
4: coming back with that one
0: uh, they, they've been talking about that since firefly got canceled I mean come on uh, but actually uh Nathan Philion and uh um uh they they said that uh it's probably not ever gonna happen and and they really kind of don't want it to happen because at this point in time it's kind of like you know just it's Let, it go. Go. Let it's it's it go. It's been a while, yeah.
4: We can still well, see Comic Con, and that's about well. It.
0: Plus, I mean, do you really want a Firefly without Wash? No. no, no, you don't. And you can't. I mean, you can't. You have to move forward from Serenity. You couldn't go back, so he'd be dead. You can't. You can't have that. Actually, half of the team's dead by the end <laughs> of Serenity. So yeah. Um I want okay, the other I'm gonna, question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna give you an easy one. Ooh. I'm gonna give you an easy okay. one, and then I'm gonna give you a little bit uh, harder one. Okay. Um, <laughs> the easy one is what is Wesley and Buttercup's code word, I guess you could say, for I love you? What do they say? Oh
4: my God, as you wish. Yeah,
0: as you wish. Okay, that's an easy one.
4: Or as Wesley's falling down the hill. As, as you wish. wish.
0: Yes. Um, And it was
4: then at that point she realized he (laughs) meant,
0: I love you. Okay. Now, this is going to be a really hard one. Okay. Okay. How many times does Fred Savage's character stop his grandpa from telling the story because they were about to kiss? Oh, wow. Damn, Jimmy.
4: He only stops him once.
0: He stops them three times. He lets the fourth go. Because sure? they're about to kiss. The first one is when he's leaving. The second one is when they're at the bottom of the hill.
4: Wait, is this the kissing book? Oh, they're yep. kissing again.
0: Yeah. And then the third one is in the castle, right after he stops her from killing herself. And then the fourth one, the no, last one is the one that okay. he says, it's okay.
4: I really hope my family doesn't listen to this because <laughs> I They'd be will disappointed. not be invited to Thanksgiving or Christmas this
0: year. <laughs> Yes. Good question. Good question. Uh, and then, and then, bonus bonus points. Okay. Who plays uh, Miracle Max and his wife?
4: Billy Crystal and oh my god, Carol Kane. Carol Kane. See, I know Billy Crystal for sure. Now, shut and, up, witch. No, no witch <laughs> on your mic.
1: I feel like the teacher that has to give like the C minus because you were kind of oh, well, but like
4: a, I'm going to take a D on that one. But
1: I know <laughs> she knows her content. It's kind of like I knew she knew it, but yeah. like she, she just didn't get the answers right on the test. Yeah, so that makes sense.
4: So how about a pass fail grade?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I give her, I give Titanic her a solid Earth. C. I give right. her a solid. C. Like. Yes, I
4: am average. Yes.
1: But you're you're um, I don't want to say studying to be a singer, but you're you're starting a singing career in Nashville. Tell us a little bit about that. That's very interesting.
4: Well, hopefully, um, I recently in this last year. I mean, I've been I've been writing poetry, creative writing, and music since I was probably about thirteen or fourteen years old. But I've just now recently in this past year really gained a passion for it. Um, I was given a guitar for my birthday to kind of help foster that. But I grew up on music. My father was a music pastor. My entire family sings. Um, I you know worship leader and things like that. I used to sing in church, sing in choir, but never really found the passion for it. And then all of a sudden, within the last two years, there have been a lot of things that have happened in my life that country music comes from stories. And so I'm from the country. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. Really not much out there.
1: Middle of America. (laughs) Middle of
4: America. Cornfields and uh, cows and football. But, you know, stories come from what happens to you and a lot of music comes from those stories so I've just kind of been taking what has happened to me and putting it into song and it's been doing pretty well I mean I'm still learning and working on it but hopefully this next month I head down to Nashville and I'm, I'm hoping to make something out of it
1: now when you're going down to Nashville are you working with other musicians or are you actually laying down track already
4: um I'm really not quite sure what to do yet. I've, I've started working with a couple people and making some connections. I was just down there for CMA fest um, a couple weeks back, met a few people. So I've, from what I've heard is in this industry, it's all about who, you know, and who you can work with, who's will, you're willing to work with. So kind of just testing the waters for right now. This is a, definitely a brand new field for me.
1: Uh, who's your favorite out there right now?
4: Favorite out there. Well, I just, I mean, I just went and saw Sam hunt the other night, but, um, I, don't
1: I mean, even know who that is.
4: I don't, I don't really have favorites. I, I I, mean, I don't play favorites. I mean, Lank was here earlier talking about he just lets things roll. I mean, I just like to.
1: There's got to be everything. a CD, though. Like, I- <laughs> What's in your
4: What's car a CD?
2: right
1: now? Oh, it's a CD.
4: <laughs> um, I listen to a lot of Sirius and XM and and other stuff like that. So yes. if you have um, it in your car, yes, you would.
1: <laughs> I love Sirius.
4: Um, really, I mean, the really big fan, right? Now. I mean, I love Kane Brown. He's so tiny, I can, like, put him in my pocket. Um, Cody, Cody Steeman. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just. I like music I grew up on music so I don't really play favorites
1: okay um can you describe your style that you're writing I mean uh, is it is it's it, it the depressing classic. it's
4: a lot more classic it's not this new pop country and it's definitely not rap country which those two things never belong together um Which I heard a little bit this last rap country. Oh, it's bad! It's bad. I've heard one. It's bad. It's Um, no good. But it's a lot (laughs) more classic country. The stuff that I grew up on: the the Loretta, Loretta, Loretta. Loretta, Mm. um, Martina, Reba, things like that. It's more along that style. I've been told it is a little. Sometimes a couple songs that are maybe a little angry to it, but
1: (laughs) sad. That's okay, though.
4: Um, nothing sad yet.
1: Okay, that's good.
4: But most of it's upbeat.
1: So, when you think country music, do you think? Trisha Yearwood or do you think uh, name somebody new right now Taylor Swift before she became pop
4: I think more Faith Hill
1: okay I think when I think
4: when I think country music um, but I like to listen to a little bit of everything take inspiration from things I actually one of the songs I just wrote um, I got inspiration from somebody that I I met while I was down there at the meet and greet I was working one of the tents and heard him play three times while I was down there and finally kind of got some inspiration from from what he was playing so it kind of worked just, I mean, it's the first song I've ever written on a guitar myself, so I can hopefully be proud of that.
2: You see, I was at Disc Replay the other day with her, and I picked up um, the Judds. Ooh, Greatest I like Fits. the Judds. I grew up listening, I had them on album, um, had uh, Rockin' in the Rain or Rhythm in the Rain or something like that, and Why Not Me. The, the, the Mother and Daughter duo, remember? God, love that stuff. That's yeah. the stuff that I grew up on. What about that, like,
1: like Loretta Lynn and all the classics?
4: Big, you know, big Patsy Cline fan.
1: Patsy Cline was.
4: He's Zelda never Park. seen Coal Miner's Daughter. I know
1: the movie. I need to see it. You need to see it. <laughs> Walk the Line is what I'll do country music wise with I mean, Johnny, Johnny Cash. And that's, I mean, he's Johnny he's a Cash stable. was awesome. Yeah, I mean. Yeah just like he's I mean, Johnny
0: freaking Cash I, I mean uh, the man in black come even, on
1: even when he's spiraling out of control in that movie I was like he's still the coolest guy I know right <laughs> now I mean he's
0: fucking Johnny you ever, Cash you ever see the spoof of that movie Walk Hard yeah <laughs> I mean, that's story.
1: brilliant dude it was
0: really he's, good
1: he's gotta think about his whole life before yeah. and before he takes stage <laughs>
0: I'm so hot. I'm so hot. He needs less blankets. I'm cold. I'm freezing. He needs more blankets. I'm hot and I'm cold. He needs less and more blankets.
1: (laughs) My favorite is Eddie Vedder inducts him into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and he gives that last performance and he dies. the greatest performance ever. Yeah. And he sees his whole life and then boom. Yeah, (laughs) Did I ruin it for anyone? I'm sorry. You've seen it, right? No. Hashtag
4: spoilers for
1: it's a good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, and that uh, who's that actor? <laughs> he's uh, the actor that's in everything. But huh? uh, John C. Riley. John yeah. C. Riley. Yeah, man, he's Walk been in hard. everything. <laughs> he's a catcher in that Kevin Costner movie. Oh, <laughs> you'll, you'll just keep catching movies. Step that he's Brothers.
2: He played on the Jack- uh, like that?
1: Chicago. Well, I gave you a challenge, and uh, uh, basically, this challenge is: next time we have you on your show, we want to hear one of your songs. We've not had a music guest. In studio in so long that we want to make it happen. We
2: haven't had one in this studio yet. All right, let me work on something.
1: We used to have music guests all the time, yeah, and it was a lot of fun. I don't even know the rules if we can't have music well, guests. The in there, problem gonna... that
4: comes with that is copyright as well. So I'll maybe have to make sure. Sing that...
1: your original. I, I want know. the song about the guy. That's what I'm saying. Down there.
4: I can't necessarily sing it because somebody might steal it.
1: Oh, I gotcha. Yeah,
4: but let's make that a goal. All
1: right, let's make it, or or think of a song with no copyright, like an old country song, and let her sing it. What, what do you rank your voice? Does it got some work to do or do you think you got a good voice?
4: I think there's some work to do. I mean, I grew up singing well outside my range and was always told that it's not good enough. And that's one benefit of me writing my own songs. Now I'm able to sing in what in I know. Yeah. And it's, it's actually done really well for me. And I'm, I'm just excited to see what there is for the future.
1: Well, um, we're a huge fan of, this is going to sound bad, but I don't know her name. But we're a huge fan of, what's her name? Margo Price.
4: Oh, my God. Have you
1: heard Margot Price?
4: I'm not sure.
1: Okay, you'd love her. First off, uh, on Third Man. Oh, my
4: God.
2: Yeah,
1: on Third Man Records, she does, she's new, new artist, but it sounds like it's something from 1960. It is amazing. She's
2: opening up for Chris Stapleton at Pine Knob, August 19th.
1: I mean, it sounds classic. If I was to play it for Jimmy, you'd say 1960, and it's just something that came out like last week or something like that. Nice. Love her. Uh, You did make... Kind of a nerd error. You can only be Star Trek or Star Wars. No. False. False. I'm both. All I'm, right. Yeah. I'm going to make you choose. No, are you
2: all Star Trek, like way back Star Trek, or are you just
4: like, you know, next generation? Next generation Voyager and DS9. See? You See?
0: don't like the original series? I never really watched it much. Okay. She was. Now, like, what hey. about. Well, no, I but you can watch it and rerun syndication. Why? Because it's Star because Trek. Because
4: it's. Star Trek.
0: It's Star yeah. Trek, and it, it is what started it all.
4: In a shack. So
0: terrible. Yeah. All right. L- let me. Oh my god. Um, no. <laughs> but are you a fan of the reboot, the Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto movies? Those I actually
4: really am. They did a really good job in transitioning from the original with the time paradox and then moving forward. Right. So. They call
0: it the the Calvin timeline. The now. Calvin timeline. They yeah. they did
4: a really good job. I'm I'm really impressed with it, and um, I'm looking forward to what they have coming down the line. Now, are, <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: are you his, going his to? His
4: dad was good too in it, his, huh? His dad was good too.
2: Who? In it. Um, Captain Kirk,
0: the original. The time. actor. You're talking about Liam or uh, Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Now, are you going to watch Discovery when it comes out on CBS (laughs) streaming? Star Trek Discovery.
4: I don't have TV.
0: No, it's it's a streaming service.
4: It's a streaming service, possibly. I mean, I'm so out to date right now with all the shows I'm
0: binge watching. Okay. Because it's it's a new Star Trek series called Discovery. Takes place like right before Kirk's. Time, but in the prime timeline, so
4: between Pike and Kirk.
0: between well, it's like before Pike, before before, Pike. before the Enterprise. Okay. Um, but uh, well, it's before the the original series Enterprise, but after the Enterprise Enterprise, the Captain Archer Enterprise. Okay. Um, but it's 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 uh it's okay. gonna be on CBS streaming. It won't be on TV. It's it's, uh, it'll be on their their time. streaming service.
4: Are you trying to? Foster my addiction to binge watching TV. <laughs> I,
0: I'm I'm neither confirming nor denying that. I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know that it is a thing uh, that will be coming out, and the Klingons look so weird. I don't know what they did with them. It's like I think it's it's I think what's happening in in this series or whatever is when they have that
1: mutagenic
0: thing going on with them, and so they're they're looking really rough. <laughs> yeah.
1: Maybe you can invent, like, nerd country where you sing songs about, like, Star Trek and There Star is a Wars. thing called that.
0: It's, that would be great. It's like nerds, nerd country, nerd like rock. It's Yeah? Huh?
2: That's a, like a shtick.
0: No, but be serious about it. Like, talk
2: about, okay, like... But, okay, but see... Those are the only, like, I can't say the only, but that's, like, what Brad Paisley ended up doing with a lot well, of Well, you've also music. got Ranger
4: Smith, who has Earl Dibble Jr. as his alternate persona, and he's serious about it. So maybe I could make an alternate persona that's Th- serious about nerd
1: culture. There, right. there you go. There you okay. go. Okay, uh, two jobs, two different ships, one on the USS Enterprise or one on the Millennium Falcon. Which job do you take?
4: Probably going to have to take the Falcon.
1: Then a little bit more Star Wars. Get paid Wars. on the
4: Falcon, though, but I get oh, to be a badass. Too you're
1: too deep.
0: Well, oh, true. You don't get paid but, on the Enterprise either.
4: No, you, yeah, no. I'm, there is it's only officially a bartering system. There's no monetary value in the future with Star Trek.
0: Huh. With Starfleet,
2: I'm just saying, like know. you know, Han Solo is not going to well, share his <sighs> his earnings with. But
0: also, I mean, I was going to say, but besides, like pilot and co-pilot, there's really not a whole lot. Of other jobs to do on the Falcon, yeah. I mean, and do you but really they are
4: smugglers?
2: No, she- they're
0: they're smugglers. They are smugglers, but, but I she's mean, she's
2: as tall as Chewbacca.
0: I was going to say you'd have to fight uh. Chewie. <laughs> you'd have to fight <laughs> Chewie for co-pilot. But actually, I was just thinking about it. Han and Chewie don't do very well when they have a team. I mean, look at the Force Awakens when they when they got you know you, you guys got this. God, I can't. I'm I'm losing my nerd credit here. I can't remember the, the aliens that they had, the the tentacle aliens that they captured. And he said, you caught whatever, you know, by yourselves. You said there
1: used to be more of us. Oh. So <laughs> they had
0: a crew. The crew didn't last very long. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah. And it seems like, I don't know. I was just saying from a perspective that that gives her a little bit more Star Wars in her.
0: You cannot make me choose. Yeah, I was going to say, but you can't. It's not – You'd have a job in Starfleet. You would just be a smuggler along with Han Solo as and Chewbacca as on the Falcon. I'm i don't first. I'm good. I was going to say. go, <laughs> no. But if you're in the TNG, you can be a red shirt because that's command. You just can't be a red shirt on the original series. Right. You can't be a red shirt and be like on Kirk's crew. Right. But you could, you, if you were a red shirt on Picard's crew, that'd be fine because then you'd be in command and you wouldn't die. Only if you're a yellow shirt and your name is Tasha Yar. She came back. <laughs> no, she didn't
1: come back. Her sister came back. Uh, can you give us? Uh, any, <laughs> it, it,
4: it, <laughs> we're having we're just having a nerd discussion.
1: Yeah. We should introduce our shows uh, episode two forty star date something. You know? I actually, I think that's not a bad idea. Well,
4: and and don't, don't get me started. I just recently started playing Dungeons and Dragons, and I
1: played World of Warcraft. Oh my the my
0: ten
4: years too.
1: God, we're gonna lose you.
0: <laughs> she has a
2: boyfriend.
1: Um nice. you have a wait, you have a uh travel edition Dungeons and Dragons with you, Jimmy?
0: No, that's just that's just my thing and then this is all my other dice.
1: <gasps> Jimmy, where are you and going after this?
0: Have, hold on. <laughs> and then I also have yes. all the books
4: too. Yay! <laughs> we actually just recently got a like a box one cuz I'm a noob on this. Yeah. So we just got um Castle, something or other board game, like the tiles and different scenarios. That's actually pretty cool. Uh, okay. we, we only played like ten scenarios
1: for the Oh, okay. okay. no, the wait, starter wait. set, yeah, like yeah. The, the
4: box that has all the tiles. Yeah, so yeah. Didn't you watch Game of Thrones? Yes, but I'm behind right
1: now. Wait, we okay. got to clarify what would just happen here for the radio crowd. <laughs> he, he just pulled out two dice games, a Jimmy it's not what a dice it's not a dice game. It's
4: a, bag it's a of okay.
1: Those. So and we play Dungeons and Dragons.
0: You have to roll dice to see if you if something that you want those to do aren't can happen.
4: Dice.
0: No, but see, so there's different types of dice. All right, and we'll we'll I'll kind of oh, open this up. Oh, you don't need up. to explain it all. No, no, no. I'm just there's, saying there's, there's, different oh, there's, oh, there's, just, no. there's different types of dice. There's not
4: time to
2: explain it all.
0: There's different types of dice each there, there's like a d. De- there's like a twenty sided dice, like twelve sided, ten sided, so on and so forth. And whenever you do something in Dungeons and Dragons, you have to roll a different type of die, uh, you know, and a different amount of them or whatever. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and a different amount of them or whatever. So the I play Dungeons and Dragons with a couple of friends, usually on Friday nights and on Sundays. Um, but uh this is the these are the dice that I use the most so that's why they're in this box right here because instead of carrying that thing around all the time I just bring this with me and that's got all my other dice with it. And, then you, also, much more sense than a and then you also And then you also had four, four books, books of Dungeons and Dragons right. well, one are. one is the player's handbook that's where. That's basically if you like want to create a character or you're just starting out. That's what you use. It's yeah, got all update the
2: update those because they look like the exact they, same they ones do. from when I was like 13.
0: This is fifth edition. It's the newest one. Uh, then there's the there's player's handbook. There's the dungeon master guide, which is if you're planning on running a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, uh, you kind of need that. There, you're you're basically the storyteller as a dungeon master. Here's the rules you have to follow. Here's the rule. Here's the here's the world that I built. And you, your characters are going to interact with this world. And then I'm the one that's going to basically say, you know, okay, you want to try to do that, roll this. Then there's the monster manual, which is, like, most of the common monsters that you'll find in Dungeons and & Dragons. And then also it's called Volo's Guide to Monsters, which have some, like, more rare, less typically seen, more in-depth, like, monster guides. And also a couple of um, character, uh, like... Not typically you know, like your your typical characters are like, you know, you got your elves, your gnomes, your dwarves, your humans, stuff like that. These are ones that like are are a little bit more out there that you don't see all that often. And it's got guides to them on how you would play them as a as a player. Because
4: you can't just make stuff up. Now Jordan, you well, said, <laughs>
0: Jordan,
1: you said you just started it. Look how far the rabbit hole goes down. That's what, that's what you want to do? You're gonna be carrying around this next. Well, I only have I only
0: have all these because I'm not only do I play Dungeons and Dragons with some friends, but I'm also creating a a campaign. So I will I will be running my own campaign uh probably I'm hoping within the next month or so. Okay. So that's why I have all these books because I needed as reference material these different books to kind of get an idea of, you know, different monsters. Because I'm basically taking um there's a uh, there's a book series that I loved. Uh, that I read a long, long time ago, and I'm basically taking that and turning it into a Dungeons and Dragons campaign because I Wheel think it's time. really cool. Huh? What? Wheel of Time?
1: No, actually, it's called the Deathgate Cycle. I think there's a country song in there. <laughs> I really do, Jordan. <laughs> Probably. Yeah.
4: And really, what was the gateway drug for this one for me was World of Warcraft too.
2: Yeah. So
1: yeah. Yeah. World of Warcraft. I yeah. do. Yeah. Well, yeah. I commend you for
2: coming out of the dark. <laughs> oh, I have no shame in that. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> Wow, where were you? We we did a comic con with Podcast Detroit. You would have been a hit there. I mean, oh, yeah. you, you could have sat in on every show, don't you think, Jimmy? Yep, yep, have... yep.
4: That and I may or may not know the Drain and the Night Elf dances too. But
1: um... <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> okay, think, all right, so yeah. you got to sing a country song <laughs> oh, and I then do the, do the the Night the Elf, elf world
4: dance. Yeah. yeah.
1: Wow, kind so of... you're very collected. You like very everything practic. from hockey to. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah,
4: I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm like an onion. I got lots of layers.
1: <laughs> now, Jimmy, what does something like this run nowadays for somebody? Well, each book – I
0: got a really good deal on this because I, I bought them off of like some other people that were selling them. But if you were to buy them like uh, like let's say Amazon or whatever, you're paying around 40 bucks per book. Um, and then the dice, the dice you can get really cheap. Like you get a um, get them at Target and Meyer. You can get tar- Well, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, no, you can't get those at Targets Not those or Myers. There, just the twenty one. Just, uh, uh, but like the the set, they're called uh, um, a D and D set or whatever. You can usually get like a packet of like eight of them, so like eight sets of all the different types of dice for like ten bucks. So, and then this thing, it's this. Uh, thing right here is about thirty bucks. The box for the box. Books. This yeah.
1: reminds me of like when Nickelodeon.
0: Because I'm not spending $150 on a wormwood one.
1: This reminds me when Nickelodeon used to sell stuff on TV and then you remember like the commercial would have the disclaimer. Make sure your parents know you're using their credit card. Yeah. <laughs> they used to give that disclaimer yeah, when you yeah. were saying like you would buy it, does well, that disclaimer I, gonna, come up?
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'm not going to lie, The Player's Handbook, uh, The Volo's Guide to Monsters, that box and most of my dice or whatever was a drunken night on Amazon. <laughs> oh, geez, dude. I was dude. Like, I was like, yeah, I want that. The next morning I woke up and I'm like, what did I buy?
2: Why is um, my bank account in the negative? You, no,
0: it wasn't that bad. Have <laughs> you watched Critical Role? I have not. Okay. If you really want to go down the rabbit hole and...
1: Oh, she's pretty deep right you, now.
0: It, you take it, notes? Uh, no. It, uh, so there is a show. It's on YouTube. It's on uh, Geek and Sundry's Twitch stream and stuff, too. It's called Critical Role. Um, it's it's uh, a bunch of voice actors, some that you may recognize, some that you may not, who all play Dungeons and & Dragons. And Matthew Mercer, who is a dungeon master, he has created... Not only has he created, like, within the... the fifth edition thing but the world that he built has become so popular that um uh um oh god um i can't think of the not wizards of the coast yeah wizards of the coast right um they've actually paid him to write the Taldori uh guide and he is writing a book oh that's god. basically based off of this game that they play they've been playing it for Four years now, I think. They just had – they just reached their like 100th episode. They do it about every Thursday live and then about a week or two later, you can watch it on the YouTube channel. There's, yeah, like 100-something episodes and each episode is like four hours long. So, yeah, it took me – I binged watched from episode one all the way to like episode – I think I – Got, I caught up at, like, 90, but for, like, three months, like, all I was doing was binge-watching it, and it's... But it's so good. It's so good, and you would recognize a couple... Are you into Dragon Ball Z at all? No. Okay. Um, there's a Those couple... always a good time
4: to start, though. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I was saying one of the voice <laughs> actresses is uh, the voice of Trunks and Goten and Dragon Ball Z, um, Matthew Mercer, uh, Marisha Ray, Towson Janney, like... You like you may not re- necessarily recognize their faces, but if you like research them, you're like, oh yeah, I've heard. Oh yeah, I've heard them. And then um, Ashley Johnson, who played little baby Seaver. On Family Ties, and then she's also was in uh, What Women Want with Mel Gibson. Um, She's on a new. Like
4: in My Little Pony too, isn't
0: she? Yeah, Yeah. like she's done a lot of voiceover work, but she's also. With my kids, yeah, she's done a lot of voiceover work too, and she's on it uh, back and forth sometimes. So, and they have guests that come on um, every once in a while that that do it, but it's really really good. So once, once you start watching it, once you get past, like, episode, like, two or three, I mean, you're just hooked.
4: Yeah. You're just hooked. Again, you're uh, fostering my addiction. For now, watching I it. am.
1: Yeah, now I, now I have to feel like one the— One of us. One of us. I gotta feel, also, don't
4: get me started on Red vs. Blue either. I'll watch my YouTube. Oh, movie, my huh?
1: God. I, I got to feel like those truth commercials about smoking, if you continue down this path, that's what happens. What? Like,
4: what I end up getting a contract for a gamer magazine and I'm good to go.
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, <laughs> she's gonna do it. Or uh, or
0: or you are inspired and you have a possible independent gaming uh, uh, company that might buy a game that you've created. I just want her to
1: write country songs about like nerd culture. I, I think I it yeah, would be might great. Have to do it. Yeah. Can you th- imagine like country nerds just coming in with their glasses and like oh. their little flannel? Oh, it'd be great. It would be great. You would sell out because you know what? This is the truth about the comic market and like the IT department. We talked about this all the time. It's recession-proof. Those guys are never laid off. It's the ad, advertising, the marketing <laughs>
0: people. <laughs> Don't tell right that now. to the 4,000 people that Cisco
1: <laughs> laid off and fired. Yeah, I forgot about those people. Sorry about that. But typically, this is a pretty safe industry, yeah. so your CD is going to sell.
2: I mean, how many like conventions throughout the year?
1: Oh, I know. You oh, got a I, country just, I or? just started playing yeah. this. So, I mean, yeah. you got
4: new fans always coming on. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely. I got to introduce you to Dave. And then once Dave knows you, like, I <laughs> oh, mean, just, Lord, I'll dog. let him give you two questions. I mean, I got you... a box
4: full of magic cards I got to get rid of, too. Oh, <laughs> my
1: God. How about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? You like it?
4: I do. Never read the book. I watched the movie. But I probably should read the it. It seems
1: like she'd just fall like everything. I almost
4: played that song tonight. 42?
0: 42. No, you should. When
2: anybody asks, I have a question, two. I always
4: answer 42.
1: The answer to everything is That's 42. what I usually
0: do, too. Hey, I got a question for you. 42. 42.
1: Yep. All right. So this weekend we have on the 23rd, we got Tyner versus Harris. It's happening at Motor City Casino uh, Friday night. Tickets, no
2: predictions here.
1: No, can't. Tyner. 42. The answer is 42.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and
2: Tyner. Uh, that's
1: my prediction. That event is sold out, um, but uh, that's happening this Friday. Sunday, really quickly. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday my at note, the Sports Community Performing oh. Arts Center. June 25th at the Dearborn Ford Community uh, Performing Arts Center. The main event is K-9 being thrown by uh, Link King, Link Promotions, and uh, K-9 Boxing. Uh, we want to thank Link King for coming in here. Uh, he was fun. We we had fun with him and asking him questions. Mm-hmm. Then we want to thank our uh, good ring girl here, Jordan, and for all her nerd culture, country culture, everything. It was a good uh, a good second part of the show. So want to thank everybody for listening. We will be back next Wednesday where we recap what happened this weekend, and uh, we'll go from there. Take care, everybody.